Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Brewers' Eve Bash at American Family Field, here's Greg Matzik. Yes, thank you very much, big voice guy, Greg Matzik, Sandy Max, Bob Brainerd. We are at American Family Field, the Jaylina Kugel Barrel Yard. Sort of a soft launch today. We will get into that as part of our 3 at 3. Wyatt Barmore Pooley has got your roads, getting you home this afternoon. We're out early because of a Bucks game. Thanks to Adam Roberts for producing the program. John Tyler, our on-site engineer. Time for the 3 at 3. This is the 3 at 3 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Sandy, where do we begin this afternoon? The Milwaukee VA and the Milwaukee Vet Center hosted a wreath laying ceremony and a welcome home ceremony to honor area Vietnam veterans earlier today. Yeah, I love everything about this. 50th anniversary of the last of America's troops to leave Vietnam. And those who were in America at that time know that the welcome home wasn't quite the same as it was for other wars that our country has fought for. Very controversial war, Vietnam. Uh, but certainly folks that uh, deserve to be remembered and honored in every which way. So a nice wreath-laying ceremony this morning. There was a welcome home ceremony. Streets were lined in downtown Milwaukee. Um, a, a, a proper way to recognize uh, veterans, Vietnam veterans, on this day of remembrance. And this year is going to continue. EAA Air Ventures is going to have yeah. Remembering Vietnam as their 50th anniversary. And if you've ever driven down by the lakefront and seen those three tall columns of uh, Wausau Red Granite, that is the Vietnam War Memorial. So you can always stop by there and send a good thought and uh, thank someone who served. Fifty years ago, final troops were able to leave Vietnam. What else do we have today? A commonly used overdose reversal drug can now be sold to Americans in places like drugstores, grocery stores, convenience stores, gas stations, even online. Yeah, so overdose deaths continue to rise. They're at near record levels. This is not going the right direction. And the FDA is trying to say, well, can we do anything to try and slow this down? And the answer could be over-the-counter Narcan, right? And 22 states, or the bulk of states, have you got an opportunity to get this, but now you can just go to a grocery store, right? And use the pharmacist, right? It did no prescription necessary, and it could ultimately end up saving your life. Now, price point is still, I guess, to be determined, but opioid deaths have risen dramatically over the years. It's touched so many families and people of all walks of life. This, I mean, it's just, it's been truly just a shocking thing to have happened and I'm glad there are steps that are being taken to get it under control but you say Narcan and the only people that I know have had availability to it are first responders sure so this definitely opens it up and a couple of weeks ago right here in Milwaukee County Executive David Crowley and some other folks got together to unveil the first harm reduction vending machine in Milwaukee County and you can get free access to harm reduction and prevention supplies like fentanyl test strips and nasal Narcan that just got approved so there are steps even in our community being taken yeah opioid deaths are the leading cause of accidental deaths in the United States and this is tens of thousands 81,000 uh, opioid deaths in 2021 mm. alone and finally, we are officially in the home stretch leading up to Brewers Cubs tomorrow afternoon and today spending some time at the second annual Brewers Eve Bash. It's starting this, to feel like baseball season, isn't it? I you know, know. I, there, there's Brewers working out behind us. They're doing a little thing on the field. They're going to bust down to Wrigley. My guess is they'd prefer to be opening up the season here tomorrow 
versus Wrigley, where, I don't know, it's going to be 48 degrees and wind ripping off the lake. <laughs> at Wrigley? Wow. I, I don't know if they'll Big get all right. the games in down there, but they're, they're going to at least try. So, yes, if you are out and about tonight or looking for a reason to get out, this is a great reason. The Brewers' Eve Bash, we're at the J. Kugel Barrel Yard, so it's in the left field area at American Family Field, 4.30 to 8 tonight. So yeah. it's open to the public. Food samples. Get yourself a cocktail. Get yourself a beer. Hang out. Watch a band. Mingle with us a little bit. My guess is that the sausages will be down here. Jerry Augustine, Raleigh Fingers, former Brewers will be here. It's a great sort of all-comers kind of party tonight. i got to tell you, as much time as I've spent in this ballpark, I walked in and I saw the Brewers on the field warming up, and I'm, I got teary-eyed. I'm like, oh, baseball <laughs> man is girl, Fangirl alert. But it is just, it's the community, it's the vibe, it's the feeling you get when you come see baseball. And to see the guys running around in the field, Kristen Yelich there, he just tossed one into the infield. I, it just feels good to see the guys in action and just all that optimism of the fresh year Ahead. Yeah, you know we'll have you, much more baseball talk. What do you think, Bob? You know what else feels good when I walked in? The green grass. Mm-hmm. If, if you're looking out at your yard and there's still clumps of snow, which most of us yes. still have, <laughs> come out, out here and just check out the green grass. It is lush. It is truly green. It, it This will kick you into spring gear. Yeah, these are the people you need to hire to come out to your own yard <laughs> no and doubt. sort of take care of business. But come check us out here. Find us in the back uh, at the J. Lonnekugel's Barrel Yard. They're kicking things off tonight, 4.30 to 8. Come hang out with us. And Raleigh Fingers is going to join us coming up at 4.45. ABC's Derek Dennis joins us coming up on the outside, uh, on the other side. More on Narcan being offered over the counter. What does it mean, and how difficult was this to get passed through? It's coming up after this on WTMJ. Craig Matzik, Sandy Max, Bob Raider with you. Wisconsin's afternoon news on a Wednesday afternoon. We spoke about it in the 3 at 3. U.S. Food and Drug Administration approving the overdose reversal drug Narcan for an over-the-counter use today. It's a milestone decision. We welcome in Derek Dennis of ABC News. Uh, Derek, one of the first things I thought about was just the safety component of it. It's obviously groundbreaking that uh, you'll have this reversal drug available but the safety in taking it or administering it on someone who might be going through an episode, that was my biggest question going into this entire day in the story. Well, this has been in the works for some time with the FDA and the maker of naloxone, which is the drug under the brand Narcan. Uh, that's why so much time was spent doing the research, doing the testing to make sure uh, that this new over-the-counter nasal spray won't do more harm than good. And they've determined it won't. It will actually save lives. It will reverse the effects. Uh, of an overdose happening uh, on the spot by simply administering it. And it doesn't take any special instructions or special training. It can be used by a layman, picking it up at a local uh, drugstore, pharmacy, what have you, and then administering it on someone who's experiencing the symptoms of an overdose or going through an overdose uh, right there on the spot. Why did... Why did it take this long to get this sort of access to Narcan, considering just how huge of a problem the opioid crisis has been? Well, the safety factor is one, and also making sure that, uh, you know, it could be used in a form that didn't need to be injectable. Uh, right now, it's an injectable drug. Someone has to actually uh, get out uh, the, the injection, whether it's a syringe or, or something else, 
and then administering it. Having it in a nasal spray is safer, uh, and and the uh, makers of it, along with the FDA, hope that the over-the-counter version will be as uh, as common as the household fire extinguisher, something that you would have readily on hand to be able to use right away. Well, in, in location, where you can pick this up, I think, is, is interesting as well. It's convenience stores, right, there, Grocery stores, not just, not just the pharmacy, not just your Walgreens or CVS. Right. I mean, that's the design, is that it won't just be at your drugstores, but uh, anywhere where uh, it is most accessible to the public. It's going to take a, a few months for it to get shipped out and, and for the production to be ramped up. They're looking at by late summer, it'll be widely available uh, at many different locations, not just big box retailers, but elsewhere, as you mentioned. Very good. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Appreciate your time, my, my friend. Talk to you down the road. Sure thing. All right. You bet. Side again, limited WTMJ news time is 322. Greg Matzik, Sandy Max, Bob Brainerd. We're at the Jay Line Google Barrel Yard. They've got an uh, open event tonight, 430 to 8 o'clock. Come in, hang out. And I can't promise that the Brewers will still be on the field by the time you get here, but it is kind of cool just having Brewers baseball in some semblance, Sandy, just sort of happening behind us. The guys are going through a workout today before taking the bus to Chicago later on. It makes me optimistic, but you just look out these windows, and it'll still be light. You'll be able to see the field. Uh, they're testing the ribbon boards, and you can see opening day scrolling across. Like You're just going to feel that baseball vibe, plus you're going to get to taste the new treats. I saw biscuits on the menu. <laughs> I saw all sorts of uh, samples that are about to get laid out here for you to try at this brand new J-Line and Kugel's Barrel Yard. I haven't been in this restaurant for a while. You know, you know, it, it's pretty amazing. When, yeah, I know Miller Park was a controversial sort of thing back in, in the mid-90s. Would it get through? Would it not? Of course, Commissioner Selig pushed hard for it, and it, it became a political sort of thing. I just can't imagine Milwaukee without this stadium right now. And it's become American Family Field. But I can't imagine when they built it, they thought there would be full-on restaurants, golf simulators <laughs> above us, right? right? Upstairs, Concerts. Yep. They've done bowling here. Yes. They've done bull riding. They've done college basketball. Just it, it's, it's been so much more than just a place to play baseball, right? It's been a place to come visit, hang out, eat, drink, play which I think is the design for anything kind of like this, multi-purpose. The vision at the time to see those things that would evolve, that they weren't on the table, they weren't on the menu right away, but then to, to realize, hey, this place has a roof, we can kind of control the climate. I, I'll tell you what, hmm. next week is not going to be a walk in the park. Uh, spring is not going to be here next Meteorologically, week. Meteorologically, yeah. yeah. So the fact that you have a roof and that you can come from any place in the state or any place in the country and know they're going to play ball and you're going to be comfortable uh, that that's huge, and and then we're seeing all the residual things that happen when you have a roof and you can close this place up. Okay, what else can we do if it's not nice out, if it's not beautiful Wisconsin summertime, and all those things that, that you mentioned, Greg, and there are more to come. Hit us up on the text line here, the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. I mentioned baseball, college basketball, bull riding, soccer. I, there's been so <laughs> many different things to come through. What else do they need to invest in? Like, What else should happen? at American Family Field. You name it. Anything. That's tricky. Yeah, there's a lot of possibility on a field this large and that can handle, what, 42,000 people? Hmm. I'll put my mind on that. Okay, hit us up on the old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. You're listening to Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. 
I, well, the roof is closed at American Family Field, and it's wide open at Wrigley Field, where the Brewers will take on the Cubs tomorrow. There is no roof. <laughs> the genius of Major League Baseball sending the Brewers to Chicago to open up the regular season. But I guess, in fairness, April 20th in Chicago could be worse than March 30th in Chicago. True. Like it, it's always crap, <laughs> right, when you're talking about late March, early, mid-April at Wrigley Field. You're lucky yeah. to get a good day. You know, when baseball moved and pushed the regular season to start at the end of March, I thought that they would take into consideration the cold-weather teams that don't have a roof so that you would start the season in Arizona, start the season in California, start the season in Florida. No, I mean, it is a total crapshoot now, obviously, with the opener being tomorrow in Chicago. They just randomly say, no, you're going to play when we say you're going to play, and Mother Nature be damned. No better person to shoot crap with than Brendan Johnson, TMJ4 meteorologist, joining us. Brendan, we're keeping our eye on a couple of opening days here. Let's start in Chicago because the weather this weekend at Wrigley looks a little dicey. What's the best chance for baseball over the next few days? You know, best chance, I mean, we're looking pretty good for opening day tomorrow, at least at Wrigley. Uh, we're going to hold off on those uh, showers, it looks like, in Chicago and even here in Milwaukee until later in the day into Friday. Uh, so things are looking okay. The nice thing is things are going to warm up, too, into the weekend, but it is going to get pretty messy, especially Friday into early Saturday. Yeah, so there's no game scheduled for Friday at Wrigley, but Saturday, Sunday, those games are on the schedule right now. Are they in jeopardy? Yeah, so as of right now, it looks like uh, Saturday we could be dealing with a little bit of some snow, uh, especially here in Milwaukee. As uh, for Chicago, there is a little bit of a chance at least for the first part of the day by the afternoon, um, I think everybody's just going to be downright cold. Uh, Northwest winds gusting as high as maybe 40 miles an hour. And we're talking about going from near 60 guys on Friday down to around 40 degrees on Saturday. And that's both for Chicago and Milwaukee. So it's just going to be really cold to kick off the weekend. Sunday, don't worry about it. It'll be much better. Well, then we transition into Monday, right? So opening day at American Family Field. We know there will be baseball. And we, we know also there will be, be tailgating. tailgating. Yeah, no matter what. <laughs> How does that look? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm looking at a little bit of a rain chance later in the day during the afternoon. So unfortunately, maybe some folks who are getting out for tailgating, maybe lunchtime, I think will be okay. But as we get into the early afternoon, you know, after that first pitch, we might be picking up those rain chances. It'll be a light rain, but it'll be something we're watching out for uh, there on Monday. So I wouldn't say a complete washout. I wouldn't say change the plans just quite yet. I think we'll still be able to get some, some baseball and even some tailgating in there for Monday. Opening day tailgaters tend to still be in the parking lot in the fourth inning, so this could be good to shoo people in to actually see the first pitch. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Exactly right. Well, we're looking at some decent weather coming back. I, I have taken all the gas out of my snowmobile and uh, snowblower. I should say I did that back in, I don't know, November. I think pretty much late November. It, yeah. I tried to speak no snow into existence, <laughs> and I feel like it's just completely backfired on me, one hundred percent. Yeah. You know the driveway markers. You know the big bright orange and yellow markers you put in there so that you don't. You oh, know, sure. Chop up the grass. I took those out, and then the snow hit. So it's on me. Yeah. I, I took them out too early. It's it's my fault, ladies and gentlemen. We Sorry. will deflect all blame your way. <laughs> Brendan Johnson, TMJ4. Appreciate it, Brendan. We'll check in again soon. All right. You guys take care. Well, normally we talk to him about 4.45 on a Wednesday. We have moved him to 3.45. We've got Raleigh Fingers I, you, bumped by a Hall of Famer. Like, is that is that the worst <laughs> thing in the world? Happy to welcome in Tim Sheehy, president of the MMAC. Greetings, Tim. 
Yeah, good to be with you, Greg. Always willing to be bumped by a Hall of Famer. Yeah, well, I guess it does lead us to our, our starting point here. You know, we're watching the Brewers work out behind us here at American Family Field. It was Miller Park in the early 2000s. It was a controversial stadium build. It was political. Tim, could you imagine where Milwaukee would be without this stadium that we're sitting in right now? No, and as we've talked about this before, I think that professional sports have an outsized impact on a state like Wisconsin and certainly a city like Milwaukee. Um, we're one of, we're probably in the top three per capita if you look at sports seats, you know, per our population. So they really add to the quality of life. They help us market the community, and, and they're really a wonderful thing to have. Brewers beginning the regular season tomorrow at Wrigley Field. You know, I spent some time over the weekend, Tim, in Louisville, Kentucky, a city similar size to that of Milwaukee. One thing that stood out to me walking through downtown Louisville is their parking meter situation. So every so often I would see a parking meter that was a dual electric vehicle charging parking meter. So the car on the front, the car behind could both be charged by uh, electric cables that were just sort of wired in. Is this something Milwaukee has looked to? And, and what do you think the demand for that is in the city of Milwaukee? Greg, that's interesting because, Tim, we were talking about this just last week. So it's interesting to hear that there's a city already I, I, I rolling that in. My own two eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, I think it's the technology that's coming, and the more it gets developed, the more it's going to spread. And if you think like a city of Milwaukee, just the difference between here in Louisville and the weather, and batteries don't feel as good in the cold. So I, I think it, as the technology comes, as people adapt it, we're going to see developments like that in Milwaukee, and it's a, it's a good option to have. Um, and, and I think you'll see it coming to a, a city near you. Tim, it looks like one of our downtown buildings, the Chase Building, is going to get some sort of a makeover or a facelift. Yeah, and, you know, we were talking about this earlier, about the number of buildings downtown, like right across from Chase, the 100 East Building, that's being converted into apartments, 350 apartments. And this is the case where the Chase Building is not being converted to apartments, but it's going through a significant upgrade to make itself more attractive so as companies are recruiting their employees back to work, they want a much more attractive environment. So you see the amenities they're putting in there, a lounge, a fireplace, a place to work out. And if commercial spaces are going to stay viable, they're going to need to feel more like home and a, a, a more flexible, adaptable working environment. So I think it's a really smart investment uh, by the owners of the Chase Building. Yeah, you know, Tim, when I moved to Milwaukee, is you know, 20-some-odd years ago, it was, this is where you work, and this is where you play, and this is where you live, and now it seems like it's sort of a melting pot. All those things exist in once. I think about our space at the Avenue. You can do all that. You can live. You work there. You have an office there. We eat there. We play there. How important is that, especially in a city like Milwaukee, where weather sometimes can get in the way? Yeah, I think it's very important, and it responds to how um, people live their lives now. And the, the good news is that you have that amalgamation of amenities much closer to where you work and integrated with where you work. The challenge, I think, is that that also creeps into our lives now where you can be on a Zoom at home or you can pop on a call, um, and it tends to blur the lines between work and home. But that seems to be the trend we're in right now. Well, Tim, with Microsoft in the news possibly uh, being part of that Foxconn footprint, in that area 
Racine and Kenosha's tech initiatives have been discussed because Kenosha has the innovation neighborhood that they're working on. Can you remind us what tech initiatives are happening here in Milwaukee? And I got to think that it kind of raises all ships, I hope. It, it does. And if you think about, you know, almost every business in Milwaukee now, whether it's Northwestern Mutual, Rockwell, Pfizer, Milwaukee Tool, they all have a strong component of technology in their businesses, um, artificial intelligence, and that's the way it's going. So when you think about Microsoft, 315 acres here, a billion-dollar capital investment, a marquee name, it just adds to the kind of economy that we want going forward. And, Tim, some good news of the week. What's your good news for this week? You know, my, my good news for the week is that the sun is shining, opening day is Monday, um, and we've got a lot to be thankful for in Milwaukee. I, can't we just make it a holiday? Is, is, there any, is there any push to do that? I know it's kind of joked upon at times, but I'm sure there are cities out there in the Major League Baseball world that just kind of everybody sort of takes the day off, officially or unofficially. Yeah, I, I think opening day is one of those wink holidays. Um, but we should talk about we should talk to the mayor or somebody, the governor, about a proclamation that just makes it an official holiday. I'm with you on that, Greg. All right. Well, I don't know if I'll see you at Wrigley, but I certainly hope to see you here on Monday of next week when the Brewers open up the regular season. Tim, always good to connect with you, my friend. We'll do so again next week. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Sandy.